to van life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie. I'm Alex. And together, we are FNA Van Life. Today, we have a very special guest. We are talking to Andy from Overland Interiors. He is a buddy of ours from the internet who we actually finally got to meet in person um, in Ontario. So we've spent a lot of time in Canada in the last month, which has been amazing. Yeah, it's been incredible. We had a great opportunity to visit Alex's friends and family. We also got to meet a couple other van lifers while we were out there. We got to meet Heather. We did a podcast with her, so definitely check that one out as well. But yeah, getting the opportunity to be in Toronto and to be able to get to meet Andy was, I just feel like, a wonderful opportunity. And it got to show us uh, another side of van life, the business side of van life, which is really what we're going to talk about a lot more in this episode today. Like, since van life has started booming, not only has the lifestyle started booming, but all the businesses around it have became a, a much bigger opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. So whether you're on the road or not, you know, you could technically take advantage of the popularity of van life in terms of, you know, there's a lot of people doing full build outs, you know, opening companies to build vans. Andy likes to focus more just on the furniture side of it. So, you know, he says in the podcast, he's not an electrician, he's not a plumber, but he he's knows how to guy. build beautiful furniture. Yes, we does. actually have two of his pieces in our van that I'm looking at right now. We get compliments on them all the time. People are like, wow, you built everything? Like, how did you build this? We're like, no, no, no. That's the one thing we, we didn't did build because it's so professional. He has a giant CNC machine, which is, I don't even know what that stands for. Uh, it, it's something that has to do with like precision cutting. Yeah. But so basically he made our two upper cabinets out of one piece of plywood because he can put it in the computer, all the cuts, all the angles, maybe it's all the create and cut CNC. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, yeah. So he can really optimize and then just the finesse <clears throat> that he puts on everything, the quality of workmanship, you know, every edge is perfectly <laughs> sanded. Sorry, guys, I got a little bit of a cough still, so you might hear me every once in a while. <laughs> you know. What well, I mean? and in the interview, you'll hear Frank a couple of times uh, coughing. There's also a little bit, we tried to fix it, but we were filming in Andy's shop, which was really cool to see all the tools and everything that he uses to make all this stuff. But there was a little bit of background noise from the tools. I do want to talk about the couple different businesses that there are opportunities. A lot of a lot of people out there understand the opportunity of, you know, making the YouTube videos or a podcast or the digital creation side of van life, but there are a lot more opportunities than just that. I mean, Alex for instance writes books about the lifestyle, so that's that's a way you can make money. That's a business and a and part of the the lifestyle it that It doesn't earn very much. Well, I mean it could if you have, you know, the proper way of putting it out if there. If you and, write the best book ever. Uh, that's not always true, because some of the best books have never gotten read by anybody. That's probably true. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But in but, terms of, like, building well, I was and, like, say, supplies and random, like, knick-knack things or even, like, well, the fireballs, you know? Like, yeah. there's a business that makes fireballs, and that's exploded in van life. Not, I mean, is that a pun? Yeah, it is a pun. It is a pun. <laughs> but, like, just random shit like that, you know, Max Air fans... Their business has probably quadrupled when people started building vans. Yeah, for sure. And and even just like something so simple as designing a proper layout and selling the layout to people, mm-hmm. you know, as like a PDF. There's, you could, anything that's unique to your build, you could sell the plans for that if people like it and see it and want it. You could sell mm-hmm. them the plans. There's so much opportunity in this lifestyle to make 
a good living wage if you just look and try to find something that people are interested in and sell them it. And something that you really enjoy because you don't want to go down a rabbit hole of building something that you're not into. Like, I feel it. So for us, van building is a lot and it's a lot of work. It's, you know, maybe it would be different if we were building for somebody else or building to sell, but like, it just feels stressful and it's not something that we really enjoy doing. So I wouldn't want to open a business building vans for other people because I feel like it would just be, I don't know, not fun. I think we're very good at it, but our, what we want to do is travel. We want to go to all different places and see different things, meet different people. That's what we're interested in. So our interest doesn't necessarily lie in the whole build, sell, build, sell aspect. Um, or getting clients in that way. You know, I do think that if our mindset changed and we and we were still interested in just building vans, then we might be into it. But it's just not there for us yet. Yeah, and I think that no matter what you do in and around van life, building businesses, you know, the well, I was reading an article the other day about a couple who opened a van building business in Ontario, and they have like a 180 van wait list right now yep. because it's busy. And business is booming. And as more people find out about the lifestyle, there's just more and more opportunities to find something that you love to do, make it about van life, and then find your audience. Yes. So we're going to jump into this conversation with Andy. But first, we wanted to share our review of the week. We're going to start doing this near the beginning, if we remember, because we would love for you guys to leave a five-star rating and a review. And so we're going to start highlighting these up in the beginning So this one is from Cregan on Apple Podcasts. It's a five-star review. They say, love your positive outlook, and you both have a great interview style. Regarding expectations versus goals, I always tell my kids to keep your expectations low and your goals high. Then you'll never be disappointed. Mm. Some people have been horrified by this, but it makes sense to me. We're planning our Freedom 55 van in two years and hope to run into you two someday on the road. Yeah, we hope we run into you guys too. Thank you so much for the wonderful review. And I love that saying. I think that is a great saying, you know, to have high goals but low expectations. The lower your expectations, the better your like the quality that you're gonna have when you go visit somewhere too. Yeah, you'll be more excited about it because if you have low expectations and then it blows them out of the water. Yeah, even if it goes mediocre. <laughs> you're it's like still All right. blowing them out of the water. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into today's talk with Andy from Overland Interiors. All right. So we are here at Overland Interiors. Just anywhere uh, near here. We're in Canada. We're here in Overland Interiors here with Andy. He's the guy that you want your woodwork done from. You want to come to him to get your van built. I mean, the product that he puts out is incredible. We have upper cabinets from him. And honestly, I wish he built our whole van. It would have actually been a lot easier for yeah. us. More work for Andy. Uh, you know what? If we've got it down now so we can actually turn this over fairly quickly. Um, because I'm working on repeatable projects. And uh, so our van cabinets, our upper cabinets, we can do three, four hours. Yeah. Like from start to finish, uh, get it in the booth. And it's like four hour the afternoon and the end of the afternoon I could have a full set of uppers for you. Mm-hmm. So because we're working on the same same sizes all the time. Right. Except for the rear profile. Yeah, like that arch that yeah, we, the, we sent you just a cardboard yeah, template. And that's all I need. I yeah. just need to know 
what your van looks like on the inside physically. Right. And so getting a template and all that kind of stuff, that will speed me along. I just put that into AutoCAD and I trace it out into the back of the actual unit. So when you get it, it basically fits already. Maybe a little trimming here and there, but yeah. for the most part it fits. For our van, we didn't have to trim anything. Yeah. Like, it came out perfect. We put it up to the wall and it was yeah the perfect angle. Yeah. So like, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better product at that point. Mm-hmm. Sure. But well, so why don't you take us back to like the beginning of your kind of journey? Because you were telling us just before, like you wouldn't have gotten into vans if it no. hadn't have been for the pandemic. Yeah. So, so I guess everybody knows the first van that I did was Chrome's mm-hmm. uh, from Van City Van Life, uh, and you know we became really good friends. He's just a solid guy. Uh, I like the fact that he's just a no BS guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, we we I I offered. I guess, as I said, I followed him right from the beginning. And this is how I got into, you know, looking at vans and stuff like that. Um, and in 2018, I said, Chrome, when you get a chance, come on down. We'll, we'll help you out. And it, as I said, at that point, we were still doing museum work and doing sculptural work and commercial work. So I had enough work for literally years. So it wasn't something that I was on my radar to start doing vans, although it is popular. I had enough to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, well, so you already had this giant workshop yeah, yeah. already before any of this even oh, started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This wasn't a van life creation. Yeah, no. This was definitely, um, this is for my personal work and working, doing sculptural work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so in 2019, when he showed up, you know, he was like, well, as I said, we can either just, you know, fix up what you have or we can just recreate it. And from there, it really exploded. And I think what it was awesome was the number of emails I got from doing that one email, that one van just saying, hey, can you do ours? Can you do ours? Mm-hmm. And I probably got three or 400 wow. responses. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> I, and it's like, although I had a ton of work, I saw the potential to help the other people. Mm-hmm. You know, my passion has always been on living small minimal my passion is always like is you know living in a tiny house or living in a tiny cabin i'm really i I geek out on that kind of trying to make things very functional and you know my goal is when you're living in the van for a year you don't feel cramped right and a lot of the mistakes i see on other people's builds they build it so it looks pretty Mm -hmm. they don't build it so it's very functional. Yeah, we like to say they build it for Instagram. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I think that although, you know what, people call myself boring. People call myself all that kind of stuff because it's all made out of one wood. People are know. mean. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of trolls out right? there. <laughs> I mean, and imagine all the different things you could do to it, though. It doesn't have yeah. to stay just wood no. colored. Like, you could prime it and paint we it. We do. You can prime it. You can paint it. Uh, we can. <laughs> we do offer a steam uh staining options yeah but that's more of a controlled thing so you need to go and choose your stain from Mm -hmm. like wherever and i was i've been thinking about offering different stains in the near future but it'll be set colors okay yeah like i have you have this oak this hardwood like light dark medium choose your thing i i don't want to get into it's not quite dark enough Yeah, yeah no it's yeah, we have it, one type of whitewash. We have one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Not, uh, if wool, you like it, walnut. great. If yeah. not, that's great too. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, all of, I focus on the uh, the actual joinery. Mm-hmm. You know, because like all our drawers are dovetail drawers. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they don't fall apart. Well, they're super strong. That's the strongest drawer you could really make, yeah. right? Well, by the time you put the glue in it, mm-hmm. it's not coming apart. You know, and I've always done that. I've always overbuilt it just because uh, once it leaves my door. Nothing personal, but I don't want to see you come back unless, yeah. uh, right. you, you know, because I want happy customers. Well, yeah, you want to provide a quality piece yeah. that's not going to fall apart. You know, it's yeah. like not to yeah. shirk on Ikea because we were talking about them earlier. Well, too, but... yeah, but you know what? I learned so much from, them. right? you know, uh, having spent 20 years uh, at Ikea in their installation program and creating like I did. I ran a company that did that for almost 18 years mm. and I worked for Ikea to learn how they built stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my background in school was furniture design and production. Um, I took a year of interior design, or sorry, a year of architecture. I decided that was too many rules. So I spent another three-year program in interior design. So I'm a registered interior designer cool. and furniture designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the furniture design, I took up at Conestoga College. And, like, it's one of the best programs out there. So mm-hmm. I was fortunate to be able to do that. That's interesting. Yeah. I've literally never even heard of that as a college program that you could get yeah. a degree in. Well, it's it's um, it's it's one of those things. You come in and at the time, this is going back 25 years, but they literally had, you know, 10, 15 million dollars worth of machinery there wow. to teach you. Yeah. Uh, they had the finishing labs so they could teach you how to what finishes work with what. Mm-hmm. Um how to use equipment, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So that was where my base is. And somehow I ended up at Ikea for 18 years. And yeah. now I'm doing this and I'm pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. So how did it transition from, you know, the big installation pieces? You were showing me pictures of these giant, like, Rolling Stones yeah. lips and yeah. the yeah, Activia yeah. bottles yeah. to so, vans. So what happened was uh, I did Chrome's in uh, fall of 2019. I did a couple other vans in there up to Christmas and, but in the same token, I had like six months of work backlog uh, that I was, I was committed to. And then I had a my next round of projects and I was just finishing up the first round of projects in March of 2020 when of course we ran into COVID Yeah, and uh, basically all my work canceled on me mm. in a matter of a week. I had two years of work just go, yep, we can't do it now. And I'm like, all right, I get it. I couldn't argue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I couldn't say anything because, you know what, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of looked and went, well, today's the first day of uh, Andy at uh, Overland Interiors. Because <laughs> that was the best option is like I, can see, I could see the repetition of the work. I could mm-hmm. see building a company around it. Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month. By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one-hour podcast ad-free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise. Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too. Now back to the podcast. And, you know, that's kind of what we do. You know, we're at the point where we're getting too big this space and we're now i'm looking at hiring another guy or two and growing maybe a little bit more space so we can get a little bit more organized 
because there's so much going on in this little area mm -hmm. that we could literally have eight or ten uh, products in a line getting done all in one place. Mm -hmm. and that gets difficult. Yeah. One yeah. thing I got to say I admire in you is the fact that the adaptability. Like yeah. the fact that you went from this big business of like, you know, museums and yeah. like high end things. And then you were able to adapt into yeah. you seeing something before it even happened in the vans yeah. and loving that, you know, the tiny home space oh, I do. so much, you know, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. It's just amazing to, to see you adapt, like something that was so uh, guaranteed just mm -hmm. disappeared on you, Like you still made something out of it. Well, I, I, I know that I'm never going to be out of woodworking. Yeah, uh, I'm always going to be working with my hands. I'm not a white collar guy. I'm I'm the guy that just shows up every day at eight o'clock, eight thirty, uh, whenever I get up. And, <laughs> well, because you're here till midnight, and, and I'm here till like ten, eleven o'clock. Yeah, I love it. it. Yeah, it's not because it's it's not a job. Mm -hmm. This is so much fun some days, and but sometimes it is a job. You go to work going. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, that's, that's anything. Every job. Even that's if everything. you're living your dream life, yeah. there's yeah. certain days where you're just you didn't like, sleep so well. You yeah. gotta get up. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have those days where we're you know getting out of bed in the van. We have a beautiful scene outside, but for whatever reason, we're just not feeling the day. So yeah. you know, you get up, you're like, ah, I gotta film stuff. Yeah. yeah. But realistically, we have a we have it wonderfully. Yeah. You know? So it was funny because in the spring of 2020, uh, we went from a ton of work on the museum work to literally nothing like i mean i went home on a tuesday afternoon sat down had a beer on my sofa saying to myself okay what's next mm -hmm. and that's the day overland interiors came and i literally just started working thinking okay i need to start developing the product i need got to get serious about it develop the website that came out at the beginning of this year mm -hmm. it took it's us beautiful. almost uh, you know, six to eight months just trying to get that website going. Mm -hmm. A lot of the holdup was building all the product in order to show it. To yes. get pictures to of get it. To get pictures yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it came down to, it was like November and I was talking to my friend Jeff and he goes, you know, why don't we just render it? Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, three, you, you know what? It. When we get the pictures, we'll throw the pictures on the web. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now that we've ran this website for almost a year now, uh, we're actually going to go back at it and remarket it a little bit cool. better and develop. So expect big changes yeah. in February or March when we get to get all the new footage and all that kind of stuff. Because mm -hmm. all my customers are now sending me cool pictures of right. their stuff. Yes. And, and the videos and, the videos and everything that's coming in. So we're going to more you know, try to work on our website. So it's mm -hmm. easier. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty easy now. You just go in, pick out what van you have, click the size you need, press go, right. put your credit card in and, you know, six, seven, eight weeks later, you get your stuff. Right. For, for the people listening, like what are some of the vehicles that they could expect you being able to put out a product for? Okay. So we of course do, so it divides into two van, two, two sizes, low top and high top. Uh, low tops are your Sprinter Low, uh, the Ford Econoline, and the Chevy Express. I've done a ton of work on the Ford Econoline Chevy Express because we now have a little bit of a partnership with Timberline Vans down in Colorado. Very cool. And Tim is uh, just an awesome guy. He builds some wicked stuff down in that little shop. Mm -hmm. And we've been sending our interiors down. So 
I'd say half my product going out the door now is for the Econoline and the Chevy Express. First of all, there's not a lot of people building those vans, mm-hmm. you know, or building interiors. Lots of guys doing the sprinters. Right. Uh, but all our product is kind of universal. So you're either going to buy it at the 30-inch top. For the, the low, low top. And 36-inch for the high top. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't offer a lot of floor-to-ceiling because we don't we can't adjust it to every van. Yeah. So you're either going to have high or low. If you need a custom piece, we can obviously do that. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things we try to veer away. And so that's why we've designed your line. So it will mix and match. And basically you can say, I want this. Like Ikea, actually. Mm-hmm. I want this cabinet. I want that cabinet. I want this cabinet. I want that. And I want the, the little freezer mm-hmm. bench or something. Out it goes. Right. You get it on site. You scribe it to the back of your van. Away you go. Mm-hmm. You leave space in the back of the cabinets. So if you want, you can scribe them in, and it becomes perfect. And honestly, when they come, when they come into like when you're shipping them out to us, yeah. we received the package from you for the upper cabinets. They were really well protected. Yeah. Uh, you know, put together really nice. When we pulled them out, there was no chips, no dings, no anything yeah. on the cabinets and we would just pull them right out and we were able to just push them up. All we had to do was really make like a little um, leg to kind of hold it up for yeah. us, you yeah. know, just chop a piece of wood, the right mm-hmm. length from your cabinet to the yeah. upper. I just wasn't we strong to, enough to hold it. Yeah. It was definitely a two, like a three. We were like, Matt, Amber, please help us. Yeah. Cause I was well, holding it, it up there. The and hot, like, many hands are, it makes the job. Really yes, bad. exactly. Another thing that when, when I mount the uppers, it's really simple. You get two people in, and you mount the top first. Yep. I saw that you mounted the bottom. <laughs> yeah. So what I do is I try to position it in place. I mount into into the top because then you then don't I have the weight. And then the weight's held. You're not fighting it. Yeah. 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 Very smart. So I think everybody can learn a lesson in terms of like business adaptability from yeah. you. You know, moving from. You could have sat down that day with the beer and been like, oh, my God, I'm effed. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to have a bunch more beers after this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, that, but it, I, I kind of looked at it and went, I still want to do, uh, I still want to be a woodworker. I'm never not going to be a woodworker. Right. Yeah. Well, so, in that time, I'm thinking, too, you have this email list of like 300 people yeah. who were like, we need we want a van built. Yeah. You well, know? that's it. And it, it, it's but it was overwhelming at the time. That For I sure. That You're like, case. I'm too busy. Well, well, it was like. Are you kidding me? How, how how can I do this? Yeah. But at the end of the day, you can organize it and you kind of look through it. And I'm sure there's many people I didn't get back a hold of. I've only built a dozen vans. A lot of the product is going out through uh, packaged up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm focusing on boxing up product and shipping it out than actually bringing the vans in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be more of the DIY kind of resource right need, like if we need uppers yeah. we can order uppers, them from you if there's yeah. a company out there yeah. that is really good at building all the walls and all that kind of stuff hit me up yeah. i will ship out the products already made come they full basically ready to bolt in and it'll last for years yeah, yeah. kind of where i want to be i don't want to be the end-all be-all mm-hmm. i just want to create furniture for small spaces and that's mm-hmm. kind of where i'm focused well now it sounds like you're trying to make it like an economy of scale you yes. know rather than one van at for a time sure. it's like how can i make a ton of these at once and yeah. get them all out or Absolutely. even be like a b2b and then mm-hmm. that other business is the yeah. one working with the consumer yeah and you know what as i said you even look at checkout timberline stuff 
I've thrown their logo on all their product that goes out of here. Right. Just because it, it, you know what? Everybody knows my work, you know, but if I throw their branding on there, they feel like it's part of their business. Mm-hmm. And that's important yeah. too, mm-hmm. you know, and like they put so much time and effort into the van. Mm-hmm. I'm just the furniture guy. And, yeah. I, and I love that because the more I build of a certain product, the cheaper I can make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I couldn't be able to do this in Canada if I didn't do that. Interesting. You know, uh, the guys that are building one-off pieces, they have to charge a lot of money. Right. And I've kind of, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I just got Yeah, yeah. I don't want to call it one time. You know, and it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you kind of look at it and say, if I can make 10 of those, I can bring down the cost. Of Absolutely. Labor. I can bring down the cost of machining. I can get more pieces out of a sheet uh, and I can cram it all in. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'd like to be. A, you know, a year from now, if I'm making 10 kitchenettes this week, that would be amazing. Yeah. You know, if I'm making this week, we're doing cutting boards. This week, we're doing upper cabinets. This week, we're doing lower base cabinets. And I'd love to do that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and get it to its organized in that. So, mm-hmm. well, you do have the other, like the dog bowl and the, yeah. you know, the work table and things like that. So yeah. people don't need the full yeah. kit and caboodle, and that's you know, point. Well, and you can buy a piece. And sometimes the furniture part of the build is actually the most intimidating part. Like even for me building, yeah. it's like, oh, I got to figure out, you know, exactly how this is going to fit together and be structurally sound, Yeah, you know, to utilize when we're on the road and you don't mm-hmm. want it to break down. Mm-hmm. That could be the hardest part for a lot of people. Yeah. Like putting up the walls is actually fairly easy. Yeah. But the cool part is you can have <clears throat> your design of your cabinets, but a different backdrop every time. Right. Right. And that's just it. Frank's dying over here. I wonder if it's like the uh, sawdust or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so let me ask you this. Where did your love of like furniture and design and all that come from? So, yeah. So I... um since I was a kid, uh, one of the things, so we didn't come from the most money in the world. So I ended up making my toys as a kid. And that kind of inspired me to keep working with my hands and um, had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, during my later in my late teens, I worked in a boat shop. I worked at a, a tourist resort where I was building houses and building boats and refinishing boats and stuff like that and i love that kind of stuff uh to the point where i went through school for it to Conestoga college and, mm-hmm. and interior design and you know it's just followed suit yeah it's kind of cool to find your passion so early in life yeah. you know and then to follow through with it yeah i always knew what i was going to do yeah it's just i just took the roundabout way to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes you need, you know, skills and experience from all different places to get where you need to go. My question is, what kind of tools did you have as a kid to like make little things? Funny, I had all kinds of tools because um, we had a shop in our boathouse at my parents' cottage and uh, nothing special like you see the the cottage. (laughs) Not the million dollar. (laughs) Not the million dollar cottage. You know what? It was beautiful. It was where I spent my childhood in the summers. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh, pine boards and nails and drills. And I had had a small saw to work with. That's cool. And your parents were like, go for it. 
Well, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not bugging us. It was the eighties, right? Yeah, fair yeah. it was the seventies. It's sort of like you know, seatbelts no, were optional. There was no OSHA <laughs> regulation on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, there was no YouTube University no, to go no, look no. up no. something how to build it. Like, you know, all I knew is that there was lots of trees out there, and we could just make as many mistakes as we want. Right, yeah. and you've still got all your fingers and toes. I've only sewn one back on. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> that one probably happened later in life too, huh? Early twenties. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it took you. It took you quite a few years yeah, before yeah. you took one before off. Before I made that mistake. Well, you yeah. probably got a little bit overconfident. Well, what was funny. True story about that is I held the finger all the way to the hospital. I got there, and the lady at the front desk said, "You got to take your hand away, and it's bleeding everywhere, and you're covered like, in blood." I'm like, uh. <laughs> Took my hand away, my finger fell down, and I passed right out. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> that was it for me. It's like, oh. it was a, it's like that moment that you see it. Actually yeah, happen. yeah, yeah. Well, because it was all so fast when it happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I cracked the bone and I pulled it, pulled it apart. <laughs> oh and my goodness! Thank goodness for the doctors up at Perry Sound General at the time. It, yeah. They sewed it back on. They're like, "Yep, this is going back." What kind on. of saw was it? What was that? What kind of like saw tool were you using? Do you remember? I was. Um, putting in dynamite. Oh, <laughs> see that? See that? Totally different. Really but yeah. I, you know, it's one of those things that's sort of like I, we were at the cottage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a good time. These things happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you almost look like, uh, what's his name? Um, that Jason Pierre Paul, the football player for the Giants. Oh, yeah. He, was, like, he blew off his around. fingers with fireworks. He still plays today. This was more of a, we were setting up for, you know, for fireworks. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I caught a rock. Sliced it off, Oof. but hey, hey it happened. It was, it was. Uh, you still have it. I came back the next day and went, "Hey, you here got we go. I had a big white gauze on. Uh-huh. You know. We're good to go. Let's blow yep. some shit up. Yeah, got pins in the thumbs now, so oh broken thumbs. But yeah, yeah. Yep. Beyond that, they're hands. <laughs> they still work. Yeah, they still work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we can tell they still work because yeah, you yeah, get yeah. to do your job really nice. Yeah. yeah. When are we going to see you out in your own van? Wow. So. I was actually had a plan to get it done by the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody out there, I'm thinking the van probably will get another version mm-hmm. of Camper Kit probably in the spring. Okay. Uh, I love traveling. So yeah. last year I was out in Vancouver visiting my sister. Year before I went to the East Coast. I love just traveling. I've been to Burning Man couple times five six times <laughs> uh i probably will probably do a road trip next spring and then probably burning man in september so nice. if anybody's out there go to burning man yeah at least once in your life yeah well we've heard just like horror stories about people like your van just like sucks in all the playa dust and stuff you gotta just put a bunch so, of filters over everything it is yeah. what it is Pull like, the filters away just after. understand when you go on playa everything is dusty yeah. Right. Don't get excited. It's just going to be dusty. Yep. Go home, blow it out. Don't try to wipe wipe it out with a wet cloth. Blow it out with an air hose. Ah. That's the key because if you blow it, out, it's dry. So blow yeah. it out with the air hose, and it's not so bad. Yeah. Right. Once you get it wet, that's oh, when yeah. it becomes like it's clay, clay, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's awesome. Well, we're excited to see you get out on the road. Hopefully, we can meet up one day while we're out there all together. That would be, be awesome. awesome experience. That would be awesome. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think that, as I said, next year with COVID and all that, we just 
couldn't cross. I wanted yeah. to go down to a couple shows down like Expedition Expo and all mm -hmm. that. But you know what? With COVID, I just said, well, let's just work on what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Just put our nose down and keep working. Mm -hmm. yeah, you yeah. know, and hopefully next year things will look up and things will open up and yeah. we'll get back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you've got your house renovation also. It's almost done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a house renovation the last six weeks. So everybody's looking for their stuff. It's been a little slow. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're like, why is Andy behind? You're yeah, like, yeah. I've been busy. Well, I also have another life. <laughs> well, it was just sort of like we had the option to get a townhouse. So we did. And uh, so in the process, yeah, we put in a kitchen, two bathrooms, 18 sheets of drywall, new floors, top to bottom. You know, just the normal the stuff. The normal stuff, yeah. The normal stuff. So the normal rebuild of a house. Yeah, yeah. Just got it, took out a wall. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but it is what it is, you know. So, and uh, it looks incredible. And you know, I'm so happy I took the time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't do a lot for myself. I do it all for everybody else. So mm -hmm. this townhouse is kind of for me. Good. That's awesome. So do you have any advice for anybody who's looking to kind of build a business around van life? Wow, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I like, would say, yes, do it. Uh, I would say, understand you're going to be busy. Mm -hmm. And I would also say, if you're going to make something, make it to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. um, because I've always said, I don't want to hear from the customer that's down in Cape Horn. At that point, it's too late. Right. Uh, I want to have done the research, put the time in, which I have. You know, I've put two years now in uh, doing builds and we've done a couple hundred pieces. Right. And like remodeled, remodeled or, you know, rejigged yeah. to make it perfect. Yeah, I would say absolutely do it with caution because you will be busy um, and you've got to love it. Mm -hmm. If you want to do van builds, you got to love doing van builds. I know everybody says, oh, it's the worst. No, it's not. It's not the worst, but you gotta love doing it. Yeah, and you 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 gotta say, "Hey, I'm in," and you gotta set out your parameters. Don't try to bite off too much. Yeah, that's like me with like instead of doing the whole van, I just want to do the furniture. Yeah, the reason me that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah, you're not gonna be doing the electrical. And I'm not an electrician. I'm not a plumber. Yeah. I, I I can give you ideas, yeah. but I'm not gonna be that guy. Right. Um, you want electrical? There's a guy up the road. Right. And you know, Jared's a great guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, as I say, it's just one of those things. Um, <laughs> only bite off what you can chew. Yeah. Because you'll be doing a lot of it. Yeah, well, I was just reading, a bunch of people actually sent me this article, uh, this van build duo opened up a shop in Toronto kind of during the pandemic, and mm -hmm. now they have like 180 yep. vans waiting, yep. and they're just like overwhelmed, and it's like, yep. I mean, like, there is a demand, yep. but like you said, like for us, we don't love building vans. No. You know, like we've built two of our own. Yeah. And by the end of it, we're like, oh my God, we're never doing, doing this, this again. again. But then six months later, we're like, all right, what are Maybe we going to we'll build next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's just wild. My yeah. question is, is, as Ben, the people that live in Ben, what would be the best van for you? What size? I kind of like the size that we have now. Mm -hmm. I would like, I would like uh, to have like a four by four though. Okay. Uh, our last two bands, vans have been both uh, 
like well, one real, was real, real drive. Yeah. So the rear wheel seemed to be a lot better for us, mm-hmm. like less slip and less chances of getting stuck. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's the downfall of the ProMaster. Yeah. Uh, I like the size that we have. I like the width of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we're, we're already kind of talking about what our next vehicle would be. Yeah. And I think it just really depends on like who you are and how you're traveling. Right. Because yeah. we're kind of thinking now, you know, our next van would be like our baby mobile. Yeah. So like if we have a kid in a van. So you're going you with the things. Sprinter 177. Yeah. I think we're going to go drive. with like a short bus. We might even go with a short bus because of the width. You look like short bus kids. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, Thank you. <laughs> don't knock until you try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all like good. Like for us, because now that we've been in this 2019 ProMaster yeah. with a $500 monthly payment and, the, you know, a loan yeah. sitting over us, where yeah. our first van was four grand, yeah. you know, free and clear. I, I've seen some pretty wicked school buses. Yeah. Like, you know, so, you get rid of the orange. Absolutely. They look good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have a bunch of buddies out there that uh, live in buses and build out their own yeah. buses, and so we get we get to see like what they've done and kind of get an idea of what we might do. Mm-hmm. Um, the great part for us is we have spent two years living in a van, yep. so we kind of know exactly what we want. Yeah, we kind of know exactly how everything works for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like um, first time van builders, do it for the Instagram and correct. for what's going to oh, look yeah. nice. And yeah. it's not about how functional is the yeah. space. No, yeah. but I will say something that we'll probably continue to do is buy vehicles, build them out, live in them for a little while. You know, prove the concept. They will be built for people our size. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, then we'll probably turn around and sell those vehicles yeah. and move on to the next right, you know right. vehicle that that we're looking forward mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, FNA Van Life. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about Van Life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living Van Life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. You know, until that. Until that becomes a nuisance to us. Mm-hmm. And then we'll step away from that. See where you're better yeah. next. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the journey continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, after our next van build, I'm sure we'll say we'll never do it again. Yeah, yeah. But we'll yeah. see what happens. And then six months after that. Yeah, it's you like know. It's a circle. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And we're okay with it. Um, I think for us, like, as long as the travel lifestyle is our lifestyle, we'll be, we'll be building and awesome and traveling. So. For me, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you, as I said, <coughs> going back, anybody getting into it, you got to love it. Yes. If you don't love it, don't do it. Yeah. Um, well, then you have a bunch of clients breathing down your back, too. Cause and like, everybody's angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's all fun that you're doing what you love. But then there's also the whole, like, business side of it. Show up. That's like. Every day. And no, do it. Yeah. And yeah. that's not necessarily always as much fun as the, like, yeah. getting your hands dirty and just, you yeah. know, doing it for yourself. So. I, I think my biggest goal for the next year is to get our timeline down mm. like as i start to as as we started we invented everything we created everything as i'm going through i'm, I'm honing down each piece mm-hmm. so now i'm getting my time to production mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. and if i can do that you know part of the part of why i designed everything with three quarter inch faulty perch is center i was only sourcing one material mm. it's it's funny but if you have to source 50 Multiple pieces materials. of bottle, and there's a shortage, 
Yeah. Which you're 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 slowing down. Yep. So by doing everything with one material, I now can just say whatever's on that pile can be any piece of furniture I make. Yep. Absolutely. And that's where I can process faster. Well, so let's talk about that because you know, with the lumber shortages or price hikes or everything that's been Taxes going on in the last and year. And all that. Yeah. yeah. How has that kind of impacted business? Uh well, now that you mention that, um, so in the beginning of COVID, it was fine because they were working on stock that they had in North America. All Baltic birch comes from the Baltic regions of Russia. So it's made the, it's the best product in the world for plywood. Uh, so that's why I use it. I can't use North American, well, I can use North American product, but I'm going to have gaps. I'm going to have deficiencies. I'm not going to have the prettiness of it. Um, and I like the look, the uniformity. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, the shortages, um, my my sheet material has more than doubled. So I now have to go back and revisit all the pricing I just did like eight months ago mm-hmm. and say, okay, where do we stand now? Got to double it at least. Uh, well, that's it. And that's thing I don't want to price myself too high mm-hmm. because I, I'm trying to go in the happy medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to make money. The company's got to make money. Right. I got to pay. I got to play Chris and possibly another guy soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta pay for the space, the rent's rent. going up. Yeah, all yeah. the costs. Just, yeah, yeah. You throw them up there. We gotta cover it all yeah. with the materials. Uh, and so, as I said, you're gonna have to keep evolving, you know. And as I said, if we can start to get those economies of scale working and we start to grow with other builders, that would be amazing because all of a sudden I'm more productive. Mm-hmm. And my cost for labor goes down. Right. Believe it or not, cost for labor is more expensive than materials every day of the week. Wow, well, yeah. Uh, and this place is what, 700 bucks a week. Right. So you got a little overhead. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. Yeah. You know, so, and as I said, I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. Oh. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Mm-hmm. It was we slept in Andy's parking lot last night. So yeah, we got a nice level surface for everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, and and if you come through here, Andy's just like a book full of knowledge. And yeah, he's happy to share his knowledge. My door is um, always open. Yeah, and we really appreciate everything that you've even done for us. Mm-hmm. And we are very happy to show everybody the upper cap. That's amazing. Yeah, we, well, we, maybe on your next build, you'll come here. Yeah, there you drive go. it in. That'd be great. Right? That'd be yeah. great. I'll do the walls and all the lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hey, Andy. Yeah. You know, and you know what? We can do a plan. And that's a lot of thing that we've done in the past is so you don't have the confidence to mold, mount it all in. Mm-hmm. You know, if we come up with a list of the product that we want, we can pre-build it. So it's literally a day. Right. And then you just come install. in and zip, zip, zip. Yeah. And it's all and in. It's done. Yeah. And we take care of all the trimming and all that kind of stuff. That's so awesome. And away we go. And, yeah. and like uh, something that, you know, maybe in the future, if we do set up something like that, maybe we could shoot some video of like uh, how to mount them. Yeah. You know, and then it will help that other people the have the time. Well, yeah, that's one of the things I want to, I want to do some videos for the website. I just, you know, taking the time to do it. But yeah. I want to teach people how to scribe. Mm-hmm. I want to teach people how to take templates. Mm-hmm. I want to teach people how to mount stuff in. And well, because it'll make your life easier yeah. too. And then it Be- makes the client happier because yeah. now they got the product and they have the video about how can, to put it in. How to put it in. And yeah. that, I can see for people that don't can't look at the YouTube video, like there's not many out there. Right. But I want to gear something just for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's your product and you want to make sure that it looks good when, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know, like the worst thing would be and someone straight. gets it. Yeah. And can't figure out how to put it in what, or whatever. What's more important than looking straight and good is that it's mounted in properly. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't fall out when you're driving down a crazy That's road. the idea. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to hurt anybody. But yeah. And then once they've loaded it with all of their stuff and now it's got the extra weight in it yeah. and they didn't put it up right. Now. Well, that's it. I'm pretty sure the product will stay together. <laughs> right. I, I, I kinda, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. but uh, like 99.99%. Yeah. Know, uh, who knows what the world could toss at it. Yeah. But as long as it's mounted right, it'll stay in place. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we've tossed a lot of washboard roads at those cabinets and they've stayed up. Well, that's uh, it. You, know, yeah. you look at Chrome. Yeah. He throws his van everywhere. Right. Yeah. And as I told him, put it everywhere. You're the test mule. Right. Just go and do whatever. And I say that to all my customers. If you have a problem, we're here. Yeah. You know, we're, yep. It's not Love just that. because you paid your product and paid for it out the door. Right. No, we, we want to be here in order to make things better. Yep. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, your reputation is the one thing you have as a business. So. Yeah. I've but, always gone with the, you're no, no, uh, only as good as your last job. Yep. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. Quality is always better than quantity. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like tenfold, people will always come back for quality. They'll leave if it's just quantity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Andy. Thanks for coming. Yeah. We hope Welcome to visit Kenny. again soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got your uh, Muskoka dinner jacket on. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank nice. you. Yeah, she's still mine. Yeah, nice. It it's actually is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you later, guys. What I found so interesting about talking to Andy is that Van life wasn't even his target market. Like, it kind of fell into his lap. And, you know, it didn't hurt that the very first van lifer who fell into his lap, I mean, obviously he was into watching the community. He liked tiny spaces. Yeah, yeah. and so, like, you know, Van City Van Life, Chrome, you know, who that's that's an amazing person to have your first, you know, van life project with. I don't think he planned it that way. I think he just genuinely likes Chrome. And that's actually how we met Andy is that he was watching our YouTube videos. And he genuinely liked us. And reached out to us and wanted to talk and wanted to help out with these cabinets. And yep. he's just a really nice guy. He's and, actually one of our Patreons. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, I know. Cool. So it's just really wonderful to be able to meet him in person and then to hear how his business kind of transitioned into this way. Because, you know, I think the pandemic, it offered a lot of people uh, challenges, yes. for sure. But to be able to step back, look around, and realize that you actually have a world of opportunity in front of you. Well, that pivot, you know, that pivot of being able to, instead of seeing the end of the world or the worst possible thing, you see an opportunity. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. so I think a lot of Andy's outlook and just his joie de vivre mm -hmm. is very much like he's a hard worker. Did you go he French? loves to work. Did you go French Canadian on me right there? I guess so. We've been in Canada for so long. I just, you know, it's just spilling out of me. <laughs> but he just loves what he does. And he, you know, it's not like he was thrown in the towel. He's like, how can I keep working with my hands and keep mm -hmm. doing what I love? You know, these big projects aren't going to be available anymore. What can I do that's going to make sense? And the van life thing just makes sense. I would say there's a message in that, too. Like, you know, instead of getting down on yourself or your opportunity that, you know, you may have started a business during a time that is difficult, there is always an opportunity around the corner. You just have to be willing to see it. Like, you, like I think that everybody has opportunity. Some might be a little less or fewer in between. But there are always opportunities right in front of us. We just have to 
be willing and be accepting of these opportunities and, you know, turn them into a reality. Set goals, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things about finding any kind of career path on the road is that you just have to, have to be open to opportunities. And yeah. I think, you know, when we were talking to Nomad Brad and, you know, a lot of things just kind of fall into line. And if you're not open to kind of seeing that, like, oh, wow, like, this is actually a possibility for me, or this is an avenue that I might, you know, if you're too close-minded, you might not see those possibilities. Correct, correct. And, like, even, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next podcast, but, you know, I even talking with my brother, right? With my brother, there's so much opportunity for him. He's not in van life, but there's so much opportunity for him if he took an opportunity to leave the place that he's at right now to, you know, create different opportunities and, you know, more businesses around his financial ability that he has. Mm -hmm. He could have even more financial freedom and have more freedom for himself and his family if he's willing to see that himself. I think what we're, after two years on the road, what we're seeing when we come back and, like, spend a lot of time in, like, normal society is that a lot of people are very set and stuck in their ways. Yeah, and it could just be, like, a comfortability thing, too. Sure, and, like, I get that. But, like, if you're not willing to step outside the norm, step outside your comfort zone, your life is never going to be any different than it was yesterday. And you might live with some type of regrets that you didn't go to these places. So, in my mind, I think in our mind, Alex, (laughs) we are people that don't ever want to live with regret. So we try to go towards anything that's on our mind that we want to do. We try to conquer that. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys aren't following us on our YouTube channel, be sure to check it out there because that's where you can see all of our adventures every single week at FNA Van Life. And again, leave that five-star review for this podcast. Be sure to come and find us on our Instagram. If you listened to last week's episode for Thanksgiving, we did a poll in our community and use the answers from that for the podcast. And so we like to do that, you know, quite often, just kind of polling the community to see where everybody's mind is at because, you know, Frankie and I, we don't want to be an island and we only have our own views and, you know, the way that we see the world. And so it's always nice to get other people's opinions. And we mm-hmm. usually do that in our Instagram stories. So we hope to see you over there. Yeah. And I, I would like to say, if you guys do want to support the podcast, you want to ha- keep these coming. Great ways to do it is to grab some FNA merch. Uh, you know, we got some have an FNA day merch and stickers, sweaties, hoodies, Maybe it's a good thing for you to pick up for your family and maybe change their mindset just a little bit. But we love you guys, and we hope that you have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All that.